Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. This Major League Baseball episode covers every game schedule we played on Monday, October 3rd, 2022. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability using hitter and pitcher projections. I've created in order to make one money line or run line play on every game seven days a week. There are no Sunday shows. Please note that these probabilities assume normal starting lineups and use rosters current as of the time of this recording. Will be shown in the banners on the screen of the thresholds for the A and B grade plays that you can make the best decisions possible based on the current odds of the books you do business with. My goals for this episode include sharing key information about today's games, giving you a few things to think on, and explaining why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications of thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. As I like to say, take what you like and leave the rest. As I go through my plays, remember there are no locks in gambling. So what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans, i.e. A, B, and C grades. Indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. As always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Solid bounce back week last week. Got three days left of the regular season. So let's finish this out strong. And then on to the playoffs. Looking forward to a lot of good baseball there. We'll have more playoff episodes for you. It'll be a little shorter. So it'll be good uh, if, you're, if you're a little more good for time. Uh, but still going to have a lot of great baseball betting tips for you this week. But before we get to today's slate, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you're on yet, please consider subscribing or following it's free, and if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLBR college football content that this channel provides. Check out Horse Racing Today if you like to play the ponies. You can find this at horseracingtoday.net. They've got a team of five with over 125 years of combined experience in handicapping horse races. There is an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. Check out their YouTube shows on the website. Those links are in the description. And as a reminder, we started up a Patreon page for those of you looking to support the show. Membership starts at just $3 per month. Benefits get you things like exclusive access to the Play of the Day, our Discord chat group, ad-free and early access to the shows, and early access to projected spreads. For this Monday, a lot of games still without lines, so I'll try to do my best to indicate, assuming it is the current starting pitchers that we've projected exactly how I would play things, and of course for all of them, check Twitter and the Google Sheet later on for updates as I'll be making plays once we get lines available but already got a lot of plays i like here no day games but 6 10 eastern we'll get an early evening start between the royals and the guardians these two teams just finished up a three game series and playing another third game series as the quirk of moving one of the early season series to the back end of the season it's happening for the rockies and dodgers as well kind of a very weird quirk uh, but the guardians just continue to be our good friends um I'm on location here traveling at a stats conference, actually. And uh, I didn't bring any uh, baseball jerseys, but I thought, you know, I could have just brought my Guardians jersey, just worn it every day because the Guardians are our team. I want to back them again here. Another A great play, as you can see on screen there, Sideline indicates if you can get minus 183 or better, that's an A grade pick. The price I was able to lock in was Guardians minus 173. So it's a pretty good price on them. Love them to get it done for us again. I also like this under seven right now. I have to pay a little bit of juice, but Silence says it should be 6.3. 
probably would go under six and a half, but I'd rather pay a little bit of juice and go under seven to seven. such a common ending here. We've got a chilly night in Cleveland, low 60s to start, upper 50s to close. And the winds will be blowing in at around 10 miles an hour for most of this one. So runs are going to be at a premium. Thought they would be Sunday, and both teams just exploded. Sunday games sometimes get weird. Either way, one game is an indication of what's going to happen the next day. Different starting pitchers, different everything, ball bouncing different ways. Under didn't work for a Sunday, but I expect a low-scoring game here on Monday, and I expect the Guardians to win again like they've been doing so much for us here. So like the under, I love the Guardians, a great play. Pitching-wise, it'll be Tristan McKenzie and Zach Grinke. Grinke does have a 378 ERA, having a solid season. The underlying metrics say he's been a little bit lucky, doesn't go extremely deep. Not a bad pitcher, and that's why I said I think the Guardians don't score a ton of runs, but I think the Guardians can score off of him and or that subpar Royals bullpen McKenzie's having an even better year, 299 ERA. And while the advanced metrics also say for him that it's probably not that good, he's still a better pitcher than Grinky. The Guardians' bullpen is better. The offense is better. This is all Cleveland for me. Like I said, minus 173 is a solid price. I'm going to stick to the money line rather than the run line because I don't expect a lot of runs, and so I don't think that run line really offers value. doesn't mean they can't win by multiple runs. It just means I think the safer plays lay a little bit of odds and just back the Guardians like we've been doing for most of the second half of the season, mostly to profitable wagers 635 eastern first pitch cardinals at the pirates got another chilly one here similar to cleveland low 60s to start upper 50s to close winds will be blowing out or across but also at five miles an hour under so not really much of a wind effect It'll be Miles Michaelis and Jose Quintana both pitching in this one as they're both going to be on an innings or pitch count limit. It's kind of a tandem start. And here's the thing. It doesn't really matter which one of them goes. I've got Michaelis as a slightly better pitcher than Quintana, according to the model, but the Pirates offense is a little bit better against righties. So subbing in, Quintana, who's a little bit worse, but also the Pirates a little bit worse on lefties, kind of balances that out. So I don't think it really matters which one goes to start, which one goes more innings. It's kind of like the same guy. And actually might actually be a little bit more favorable to the Cardinals because these guys aren't trying to go seven innings. It's hard to say exactly how, you know, will they use it to their advantage and say we get through all of our pitches first round through or what they'll do. It's hard to know. This game doesn't mean anything for them, but they are going to try to go out and get outs. A tune-up start for the playoffs still is a, I want to execute my pitches. It's not a spring training thing where they might throw 25 change-ups in a row. I don't foresee that. I see whatever's happening on the mound for the Cardinals with those two guys going well for them. I think the Cardinals are more likely to win this game than not, but again, it's always about the price. Sideline says this should be Cardinals minus 164. So really about minus 150 is about the cup price for an A-grade play on the Cardinals. Anything in the minus 150s would be a B-grade pick. For the Pirates, really needing plus 170s or plus 180s. And at that point, you might run line here. Sideline only thinks 7.6 runs, so not a high-scoring game. A game the Pirates aren't extremely likely to win, but at some point there might be some value either taking them to win or taking them on the run line if the price is high enough. So it just all depends on the price here. Uh, but again, Expecting the Cardinals to win model says they win 62% of the time. So the question is, can you get a price such that 62% is profitable or do you want the 38% depending on what sort of plus odds you might can get? And again, expecting about seven and a half runs. So at eight, I'd go under and a seven, I would go over.
640 Eastern, first pitch Cubs at the Reds. It's going to start off hot here. Two of the first three games. I got A grade plays on all over the Cubs here. Current price is plus 113. As you can see on the screen there, sideline wants plus 106 for an A grade play. Uh, model says it should be Cubs minus 104. So the Cubs should be slight road favorites. It's more or less a coin toss game, but plus 113 in a coin toss situation makes a lot of sense. You can look run line on this one, but the run line prices always seems like minus 180, and that's just way too expensive, in my opinion, on a game like this. I'd rather just go with the plus odds in, in a coin toss situation and say, the Cubs have been playing fairly well this month. The Reds haven't. Um, I, I, I think the starting pitcher gap between these two guys is not very large. I do think Hunter Green is a slightly better pitcher than Wesneski. Obviously, Wesneski, a nice 233 ERA, but it's only five games. It's a little bit smoke and mirrors. You know, my metrics say it should be better run higher. And obviously, being a younger guy, he doesn't project as well. So I still think Hunter Green's the better pitcher, but I don't think it's by much. I think Wesneski's fairly average, and Hunter Green is barely better than average. So given the Cubs have a pretty big edge on offense, relievers I, I do like the reds relievers better but but the cubs edge on offense is just too much to overcome here in my opinion given that the pitching is mostly even it's like kind of a coin toss game being in cincinnati helps the reds out a little bit obviously though they're not going to have any home foot advantage at this point other than the travel spot give me the cubs plus 113 a grade pick again as long as we're getting plus 105 really or better i love the cubs here sidelines is eight uh excuse me 7.7 for the total actual total is eight you can go under eight if you felt like it. Both these bullpens are a little bit scary. It's just not a big enough edge for me really to play the total here. It's a pass. I think they've priced this one fairly well. Weatherwise, you know, you do have a hitter-friendly ballpark, but you're going to have fairly pitcher-friendly temperature starting off in the upper 60s, but closing in the mid-50s for this one. It's going to cool off as the night goes along. Wind will be blowing, maybe out, maybe across. There's a lot of variability on this wind. Five to ten miles an hour. If it's across, won't help anybody. If it's out, it'll help the hitters. Right now, it's giving a subtle boost to the hitters because it's probably going to carry the ball just a little bit, but not by much. We're talking only a mere feet. So we're not going to give too much help to the hitters. It's just it's a header-friendly ballpark, so the unders a little bit tougher, especially because it will start off a little bit warmer. But as it cools off, it, it, like I said, to me, it's just a pass in the total. I think it's priced fairly well at eight, seven and a half or eight make a lot of sense either way. So if I could go eight and a half, I'd go under. But at eight, I think it's a pass. I'm just sticking with the Cubs play on this one. Hopefully, whatever you're getting your money on on this one, the price is still good plus odds on the Cubbies. 640 Easter first pitch Braves at the Marlins. Braves not completely wrapping up the division, but with a nice weekend, they've definitely gotten pretty close to it here. It'll be Bryce Elder versus Jesus Lazardo in this one. Elder... A solid 276 ERA, but the advanced metrics say it should be about four against Jesus Lazardo, 353 ERA, and the underlying metrics say maybe actually a little bit better than that. I do think Lazardo is the better pitcher in this one. And the Marlins, like I keep saying, continue to fight, playing the Brewers really well this weekend and making their lives miserable. Do they do the same thing for the Braves? It's quite possible, and or it's quite possible that they you know, lose by one. I think this Marlins run line thing or taking chances on their money line, I think it makes sense to wrap up the season. They're still playing very hard. Those plus odds are pretty enticing. Or excuse me, if we can get good plus odds, it'd be pretty enticing. Right now there's no line out, but as you can see on screen, plus 150 or better would be a B grade pick into the mid plus 160s and A grade. Or like I said, you guys you see on the screen there, 
Sunderland projects 7.3 runs, so a plus one and a half, which we've been doing with the Marlins, could make a lot of sense. For the Braves, I need about minus 130 for an A-grade play, mid-minus 140s for a B-grade play. Braves coming off that Sunday night baseball. Have to be a little bit careful there. Traveling, coming off the emotional series. They're still going to be playing hard. Still going to be trying to win this game, obviously. But if they were to let one slip, Jesus Lazardo is a guy who could dominate the game for the Marlins. So uh, because obviously, like I always say, it depends on the price. Uh, but if this is a situation where... Uh, the Marlins' price is right. I would not be afraid to take the dog. Um, but the Braves are still a really good team, so if the price is really short, we could back them too. So, again, it's all about the price. That's why I get the prices there, what we need, what we're looking for on the screen. And you can check out the Google Sheet. Those prices are listed there as well. 705 Eastern, first pitch. Yankees at the Rangers. Sideline project 7.9 for this one. Actual total is 7.5. So I thought long and hard about this one. It's just not a big enough edge for me to go over. That's just a personal preference. If I was going to play this, I would go over rather than under. It is two solid pitchers, but you still have an average Rangers offense and a well above average Yankees offense. I'm assuming the Yankees have a full starting lineup in this one, knowing that they're going to have multiple days off. Um, I, I can't see them really trying to rest everybody in these spots. Uh, you never know exactly what's going to happen. So I'm assuming a full Yankees offense that needs a lot of runs because their offense is pretty good at this point mostly healthy despite starting the month off very unhealthy and a very average looking offense now uh, up to kind of full strength Luis Severino and Martin Perez I'm just going to stick with the Yankees on this one uh, both of these pitchers are both pretty good uh, model gives Severino 86 Perez an 88 so the pitching's a wash and at that point I'll take the Yankees bullpen over the Rangers bullpen I'll take the Yankees offense over the Rangers offense it's a little short for me right now. Model says minus 152, so minus 139 on the Yankees is a B-grade play, almost an A-grade play. If I could be fully confident I had a normal starting lineup for the Yankees and or if it just wasn't Martin Perez who is capable of taking over the game himself, I'd give this an A-grade. It's almost an A-grade pick on the Yankees. It's a B-plus grade. The model doesn't tend to back the Yankees a lot, so I think this is a really good spot to do it. I just can't quite get there with an acre, but I do think the Yankees are worth an investment. I just think there's a couple of other things on the board that I like a little better. So be great pick for me on the Yankees at minus 139. Again, as you can see on screen, minus 137. So just maybe a nickel shorter than that, and it would get to a great quality for me there. Blue Jays at the Orioles, 705 Eastern, first pitch. It'll be chilly in Baltimore, mid-50s for this one. A slight chance of rain which they will try to get this game in if they can. If not, they will need to make it up as a doubleheader, given the fact that this could easily affect uh, home field in the 4-5 series between the Jays and the Rays at this point. Um, so they can't just completely ignore it. So there's some rain in the area, so they might play through some light sprinkles, something to keep note of here. Um, winds been blowing in from center field at about 10 miles an hour. I've been riding these Blue Jays over, should have been really good to us. But here it's a pass in the total. Sideline says 7.8, actual totals 8. I'd actually probably lean a little bit under if I had to, but I'm not going to touch this total given both these starting pitchers have some question marks. Krimmer's had a solid year at 317 on the ERA, but the advanced metrics, it should be in the low fours. This Blue Jays offense is so good. You just never know when they're going to go off. Despite wind blowing in, they can just hit double after double after double. And Barrios, my goodness, he's been so bad all season. I've talked a lot about this. 537 ERA. Now, the advanced metrics say it's not that bad, but it sure ain't good either. 
So, I mean, it, it's it's an under that makes sense based off the weather. It's an under that makes sense based off the Orioles been more of an under team. But given the Jays' offense, um, it, it's a total that I think it, it, I don't just don't think offers a lot of value at the current price of eight. Instead, I'll take the Orioles in the run line at minus 138. If we look at the money line here, sideline says it should be Blue Jays minus 116. Been riding the Blue Jays a lot lately, and it's been working out for us. But the current price of the Jays is minus 126. As you can see on screen there, minus 126. This isn't anywhere near we need them to play them. Uh, instead, the Orioles' current price of 116 is almost to a B grade. And I think the Orioles in the run line make a lot of sense. They've still been playing hard. They're still trying to get as many wins as possible, knowing this is the best season they've had in quite a while. I think the Orioles in the run line makes a lot of sense. It's minus 138 right now. It's a B grade pick for me. Current price matters a lot in this one. We've seen a lot of these Jays games. And, and a couple of the Orioles, too, move a lot from when I'm walking these picks here the night before into the morning and the day before starting lineups. That's the key is when starting lineups are announced, now we have to make a little bit more of an adjustment. If it's a normal starting lineup, we're fine. But if a key guy or two is out, that kind of makes things a little bit murkier. But before starting lineups are announced, I've seen a lot of these Blue Jays lines move 20 cents in one direction or the other. If this line moves a lot, maybe the Jays make a lot more sense, right? So you can see on screen, minus 113. Minus 126 right now. If it drops 15 cents in a minus 111, I'd be very comfortable back in the Jays at minus 111. It just depends on how this line moves. Maybe it doesn't move at all, so maybe it's all a moot point. But just when you're watching this, check what prices you can get. Um, right now, it's kind of where if it moves either direction, I think either side can make a lot of sense. I like the Orioles run line here. Again, as long as it's like minus 140 or better, I think it makes sense. But that doesn't mean the Jays money line play won't make sense either if the price comes down just a little bit. So just things to keep an eye on here uh, on this game. 17 Eastern first pitch Nats at the Mets. Talked about the Braves. Obviously, the Mets on the other side of that. A little bit disappointing of a weekend for them, to say the least. Coming back home, three games that they should win and at least put the pressure on the Braves. But again, traveling... Who knows what sort of hangover they might have from that. The Sunday night baseball teams have nothing well the next day. You have to be a little bit leery of the Mets here, especially these big prices. They should be massive favorites, though. Uh, Carlos Grasco, an above-average pitcher, 395 here on the season, and the advanced metrics say it should be a little bit better than that. Corey Abbott for the Mets, a below-average pitcher, one of the worst in the starting pitcher database that I've got. 511 ER, and the advanced metrics say it should be about six. So it's massive edge to the Mets and the starting pitcher, massive edge in the bullpen, massive edge on the offense at home. I mean, the Mets should be massive favorites in this one. No line right now, but sideline says it should be Mets minus through 12. But I mean, at some point, it's just a really expensive price and a nervous price. You know, sideline here, you can see as long as it starts with a two, is comfortable playing the Mets. Anything better than, say, 275, he likes them with an A grade, but that's just, it's just really steep. I mean, that's all there is to it. At some point, you know, if you, if you lay minus 250 and it's out there, I mean, it, it's not the craziest play. Maybe you decide to parlay it because uh, protect yourself on the odds. Maybe you go run line. Problem is sidelines has 6.5 runs, so laying a run in half isn't really enticing either. So it, it's, it's a tough one to figure out. Obviously, if you get the, the Nats at a really high price, maybe take a chance on them. Uh, and you can see the prices on the screen. It's just a tougher game to handicap. Uh, in my opinion. Uh, Weather-wise, it'll be upper 50s, and the winds will be blowing in at 10 to 15 miles an hour, so we're just not expecting a lot of runs. I'd love to get under seven in this one. You have a pitcher-friendly ballpark, winds blowing in, cold night. 
Mets traveling, if that's going to affect anything, it's going to affect their bats. So, again, I just – I don't if, – if we see like minus 250, minus 260, minus 270 on the Mets, I, I feel like you just – you got to stick to money line, but it's just such deep odds whether you try to parlay it with something else or, or, or how you figure out what you do. I just I, – I just run line just as scary given that we don't expect a lot of runs. This could easily be a 3-2 Mets win. Um, so, again – not expecting a lot of runs, expecting the Mets to win. Again, as always, just dope. depends on the price what we can get. 17 Eastern first pitch, Rays at the Red Sox. A chilly win in Boston, low 50s. And the wind's blowing in. Uh, starting off over 10 miles an hour, finishing around 10 miles an hour. Another under spot, I think. Sideline says 7.6. I'm going to take under 8. Fenway, when the weather's been like this, has been a fairly reliable under park this season, despite being, in general, a more hitter-friendly ballpark. You've got two pitchers who can keep the opposing offenses down. don't know if they will, but they can. And Tyler Glasnow and Rich Hill. Glasnow went three innings in his return. I gave up. One run, advanced metrics not as favorable, but he does have a track record of being a solid pitcher and getting that start out of the way. You expect him to be able to go, you know, four or five innings on this one and turn it over to a solid raised bullpen. Uh, Rich Hill for the Red Sox still rates out his average, which is incredible at his age. 441 ERA, advanced metrics is right around four. So obviously a, a little bit of an edge pitching wise for the Rays. Their bullpen's better, the starter's better, uh, but the Red Sox bat's probably a little bit better. I think the race pitching edge is, is pretty large, though. That's why sidelines it should be raised minus 121. The issue is that the price is raised minus 136. As you can see on screen, that's nowhere near what we need to back them. Current price for the Red Sox is plus 126. That's good enough for a B-grade pick, but expecting not a lot of runs. I'm going to take them on the run line. That way, if it's 2-2 late, I don't care who wins 3-2. If it's 3-3 late, I don't care who wins 4-3. I'll take the Red Sox in the run line at minus 143. That's a B-grade pick for me, and I'm going to take the under 8 at minus 105. Like I said, I'm expecting a 2-2-3-3 game late. Got a good chance to win both those picks. 740 Eastern first pitch. Diamondbacks at the Brewers. Uh, Brewers really needing a big start today from Brandon Woodruff, given the bullpen usage that they've had here last couple days. Obviously, he's capable of it. A very good pitcher, 305 here on the season. It's just he's got to go out and do it. That's really all there is to it. The playoff hopes really relying on him going out. I'm not going to say needs a complete game win, but needs eight innings. Needs to win this one and set themselves up for success the rest of the series. Diamondbacks team can be frisky. Uh, they're still playing hard. They've got a lot of young guys. I'm going to take the Diamondbacks on the run line. Uh, Tommy Henry gets the ball for them. Hasn't been great. 598 ERA. Definitely a below average pitcher. But the Diamondbacks been playing well. And I think around minus 110 is what I'm seeing on the run line. I think they can hang in there. I mean, part of the success we had this weekend back in the Marlins on the run line was about the Marlins. Part of it was the Brewers. Part of it their bullpen being beat up. I mean, I just think the Diamondbacks can hang in there in this game. Maybe they win. Maybe they don't. But basically having a normal standard minus 110 bet where if the Diamondbacks lose by one, we still win. I think that makes a lot of sense. I just can't back the Brewers at the current price of minus 220. That's just crazy high. Sideline says it should be Brewers minus 187. To me, rather than backing the Brewers at those prices, rather than backing the Brewers run line at these prices, 
what I would do is I would just back Brandon Woodruff's props because he's going to be the key to success. So I, I would back his outs over, his strikeouts over, maybe split a bet between those two or runs under, something like that. Look at his player prop market rather than backing the Brewers because if this game is tight late, you know, and it is a 2-2 type game, you don't want to have laid minus 220 on the Brewers, and you don't want to have laid run line when they're the home team, and it's going to be harder for them to win by that many runs. You just want to have said, get your money and get out of it with the with the good Woodruff start. If Woodruff doesn't pitch well and you lose that pick, then you aren't going to win your Brewers run line or your money line pick anyway because that bullpen at this point is in shambles, and the Diamondbacks are going to sneak away with a, with a victory. So it's either Woodruff if you like the Brewers, or I'm just on the Diamondbacks. Again, the current price of plus 200 is a B-grade pick. I think they got a shot to win. It might be worth a flyer at the price of plus 200, but I just think the run line also makes a lot of sense. Either way you want to look at it, I think it's Diamondbacks or Woodruff for the ways for this one. I'm projecting the roof to be closed. Sideline says total of 7.5. Actual total is exactly 7.5. 18 Eastern first pitch. Twins at the White Sox. Two teams I'm going to be glad to not have to deal with in the playoffs. They've been kind of up and down and all over the place all season long, it seems like. Uh, in Chicago, it'll be upper 50s to start, mid-50s to close. Winds will be blowing in, but not that strong, only around five miles an hour. Uh, Sideline says total of seven. Total actually is seven, so we're kind of back to some well-priced totals. Had a, had a little stretch there where they were a little bit mispriced. We had some value on them, but as this Last week kind of went on. The prices got a little bit better, and they're pretty good today, I think. Uh, so it's passing the total. Uh, sideline says White Sox should be slight favorites in this one. I'll take the Twins at plus 110. As you can see, that price of 110 that I was able to lock in just sneaks in on the B grade. It's a coin toss game with just a slight edge to the White Sox. So plus 110 is a good pick, but it's not a great one because White Sox should be slight favorites, in my opinion. They've got a starting pitcher edge barely with Johnny Cueto over Bailey Ober. Uh, Cueto uh, and Ober both outperforming their underlying metrics, but I think Cueto's uh, just uh, projects a little bit better than Ober, not by much, just a little. Uh, Reliever-wise, I guess the White Sox relievers are a little bit better. Both of them are solid, uh, but, but both of them have uh, let their teams down a little bit this season offensively. Twins offense rates better, but it's obviously been a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, even without Bucks in, it still rates better. I'll take the Twins here just because it's plus 110. I think it's decent value, but it's not a fun game given that you, you just don't know what you're going to get from either one of these teams. Uh, but two decent pitchers, that's why the total seven. I'd love to go under seven and a half at reasonable odds, but unfortunately that isn't available to us right now. 18 Eastern first pitch, Phillies at the Astros. Phillies, you know, had their chance to really take a hold of the wild card race. And I'm having to play Houston here. Um, not what they wanted to do. Good news for them. The Astros have to play for bad news for them. As I mentioned with the Yankees, the Astros probably not going to be resting a lot of guys, maybe on Monday night, giving them a rest, but you feel like they'll probably play everybody Tuesday, Wednesday, given they'll have a lot of days off. So the Phillies put themselves in a tough position by not taking care of business against the Nats here. Obviously, Kyle Gibson being public enemy number one with how he looked down the stretch. Um, but, you know, when you got Heron Nola on the hill, you can always win any ball game. That's what we're projecting for the Phillies is Nola versus Lance McCullers. McCullers, solid season. He's come back 238 ERA, advanced metrics down, have him in the mid three. So he's kind of rounding into form, uh, which is good if you're an Astros fan. Nola, of course, has been in 
great for him all season long. So Nola's a better pitcher in this one. That's the only edge the Phillies are going to have is I like the Astros bullpen a little bit better and their offense is a little bit stronger. Uh, Sidelines says it should be Astros minus 122. So if we get better than minus 120, that's a B grade pick. Minus 110 or better would be an A grade pick on them for the Phillies. You plus 125 to play on plus 135 for an A grade. Uh, given a total of 7.3 from the model, another situation where I think Philly's run line would be the way to look, uh, especially being the road team, harder for the home team to win by multiple runs. If you're playing the Astros, though, I think you just stick to the money line on that one. 940 Eastern first pitch Giants at the Padres. Padres looking to uh, enter the playoff strong as they've at least separated themselves from the Brewers and the Phillies. They'll solidly be in that five spot. John Brebby is going to open for the Giants after Scott Alexander opened a couple games here for them this weekend. Yet another bullpen game for the Giants. They've had some pitcher injuries here at the end of the season, just kind of playing out the string. Uh, playing hard, playing well. Uh, those relievers just it's, it's like every time you turn around to the Giants bullpen game, we'll try it again here. Unfortunately for them, rather than play the Diamondbacks, they're playing the Padres, and they'll get Joe Musgrove, who looking to, you know, fine-tune himself for the playoffs at a, an up-and-down second half, still finishing the season here with an ERA around three, still gets an 84 grade from the model, but obviously Padres fans needing him to – wanting him to have a nice start here – uh, heading into the playoffs, uh, Padres offense better than the Giants offense. The relievers are better. I've got the Padres here at minus 207 is what sideline says. Relief starts with a one. I'm okay playing the Padres. I'm looking for minus 185. That'd be an A grade pick. If it's the Giants, you got to have really big plus odds for that to have value. Sideline says 8.3. So eight, eight and a half. You could play those if you wanted, but those are tougher. Really, nine would be an under spot. Seven and a half would be over. Probably I'm expecting a total of seven and a half. I'm expecting to be on the over. Giants offense above average. Musgrove has given up some runs. I expect the Giants to be able to put up a few on him. Um, and, and, of course, all the Giants relievers should give up some runs somewhere to this really good Potters offense. So I'm expecting a total of seven and a half. And if we do, I do like that over. I think we can get to eight runs. Like I said, a total of eight or eight and a half, though, that's a pass for me. 9.40 Eastern start time. The Tigers will head out to Seattle and play the Mariners, projecting the roof to be closed on this one and a massive mismatch here with regards to the starting pitcher Brian Garcia for the Tigers and George Kirby for the Mariners. Both of these guys have ERAs in the 320s, but the underlying metrics not only in 13 innings for Garcia, say his ERA should be around six based off his minor league numbers. He does not project well. Gets a 123 grade from the model. Kirby, on the other hand, is every bit as good as that 321 ERA gets an 83 grade. Mariners should be massive favorites in this one. I'm projecting Julio Rodriguez is 50-50 to play in this as he's going to give it a go. They really want to get him back and getting some reps before the playoffs. So they're going to do everything they can to try to get him back sometime this series. It sounds like he might play center field, might DH for this game. So adding him in as a possibility, even if he doesn't play, the Mariners should be massive favorites in this one. Sideline says they should be minus 333. Current price of the Mariners should be minus 250. That's good enough for an A grade. But the Mariners have been a very inconsistent team here for us the last few weeks. We made a ton of money backing the Mariners, not blindly, but backing them you know, five days out of six. Been really inconsistent the last few weeks. Sideline says 7.6 runs. I'm going to go over seven. 
I think we can at least get to seven, get that push there, and, and got a good chance to get to eight. And given the way the Mariners have been, I think the runlet actually makes more sense. Even though they're the home team, I always talk about the home team favorite run line. I, I, don't know if I think he can get ugly. I think this one can get ugly. This Mariners offense, if it's going to happen, they're going to hit off of Garcia. They're going to get a lot of runs. Tigers not be able to score off Kirby. Feels like a good chance we got this game five to nothing in the fourth inning and it turns into a route. So I'm going to back the Mariners on the run line. Save myself a ton on the odds. The run line price in the Mariners is 117. So minus 117, a much better play than minus 250. If the Mariners lose, we've just saved ourselves so much on the odds. And that's kind of been the way the Mariners have gone. They've either come out and played really well um, or they've just kind of gone out there and really struggled like they did on Sunday and didn't look good. So at that point, I just, I'd rather save myself these crazy odds. I'd rather like the money line if Sideline was projecting like 6.2 for the runs or something like that. But given that we're expecting, you know, closer to eight runs, I think the run line here makes a lot of sense. Only having to pay minus 117, given that the money line's minus 250. I think it's a pretty good deal for us. And so I'm going to play the Mariners on the run line as an A grade pick. And I'm going to play that over seven as well. 940 Eastern first pitch. Angels at the A's. Angels really get it done for us here down the stretch. I'm going to back them again here on Monday. They're playing hard, playing well, playing like the team their fans hoped they would all season. And part of it's their pitching is looking solid. They got another good pitcher here uh, tonight. Patrick Sandoval gets an 88 grade from the model, 303 ERA on the season. Underlying metrics seem to be a tad higher. Heck of a lot better, though, than AJ Martinez and his six ERA. Underline metrics, they probably shouldn't be that bad, but still, Sandoval, a much better pitcher than Martinez. The Angels' bullpen, not good, but I still think it's better at the A's bullpen. The Angels' offense, again, we're talking about it, a little bit above average here, the way they have been playing this month. I'm going to back the Angels at minus 171. It's a B-grade pick. As you can see on the screen, it's firmly in between A and B-grade territory. Not a good enough price for an A-grade. And my hunch is it won't be. My hunch is this is the best price we're going to get. Um, there tends to be money that comes in on Anaheim and tends to come in against Oakland as we get closer to first pitch. So I don't think this price is really going to get any better. But silence is should be minus 183. So a little bit of value here in the Angels at minus 171. I think they get it done. You could look run line, but we aren't expecting a lot of runs. It's a very pitcher-friendly ballpark. So I'm just going to play the money line. The price isn't too steep for my for my taste. Minus 171, solid. Total is 7. Side length is 6.9. So just not really any value there on the total, in my opinion. And then wrapping us up, the other six-game series we talked about between the Rockies and the Dodgers, all of them in the same location. Weather-wise in L.A., It'll be nice. It'll be mid to low 70s. Winds will be blowing out, but mostly under five miles an hour. Total on this game is eight. Side length is 8.3, so it's a pass there. Instead, I'll take the Dodgers on the run line at minus 155 as a B-grade pick. Side length says it should be Dodgers minus 382. So it's uh, you know a pretty good edge that the current price is Dodgers minus 340. You can see on screen, not good enough for an A grade. Minus 340 wouldn't be good enough for a B grade. I just had a principle. I'm not going to lay a price like minus 340 unless it's in a parlay or unless it's like a, a projected total of five or something. And that's just, you know, 5.3 or something. And that's, the, that's just all we can do. Projecting a total of eight, I'm just going to translate that over to the run line and say, hey, if the Dodgers win by one, that's fine. 
I don't want to lay minus 340 in case the Rockies accidentally win one. Weird things happen to baseball games all the time, and 340 is just a really tough price to lay. So I'm going to play the run line on the Dodgers, minus 155. It's a big, great pick. Massive starting pitcher edge with Tony Gonsolin versus Jose Urena. Not sure how many innings Gonsolin's going to go. It shouldn't really matter because all those pitchers in the Dodgers bullpen are better than whatever the Rockies are throwing, and obviously the Dodgers offense is better than anything the Rockies has as well. So should be all Dodgers in this one. Uh, Uranus is a guy we've liked to fade all season, and Gonsolin's a guy that if you've been fading him like I have for most of the season, it hasn't worked out too well. The underlying metric suggests his area of 210 isn't really sustainable, but even if it's higher than that, again, it's still much better than whatever the Rockies are going to be throwing from start to finish. Gonsolin's still a good pitcher. Uh, I just don't think that the ERA is sustainable, but it doesn't really matter if that's the case or not. The Rockies on the road, he should have a lot of success in this scenario. So I'm all of the Dodgers here at minus one fifty-five on the run line. That's a B grade pick. That's all 15 of your games. I'm gonna get a lot of picks to make still based off the lines not being out yet. But right now I've got three A grade picks, maybe more to come, maybe not. But I like the Guardians at home against the Royals, the Cubs on the road at the Reds, and then the Mariners on the run line at home against the Tigers with my three A grade picks as of now. Again, maybe more to come. Later on, always check the sheet and check Twitter for those updates. Otherwise, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Check out the website if you haven't yet. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is right into your feed. We'll see you again tomorrow for more baseball betting content. And until then, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>